Greetings, friends, patriots, and fellow citizens, and welcome to this week's edition of the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. My name is Tom Zawistowski. I'm the president of the We the People Convention, and I'm the host of this podcast, which is paid for through the generous donations of the people who support the We the People Convention, and we thank them for that generous support. Um, we've got a, a really, you know, packed show with very big ideas and, and, and big things that affect us uh, today. So I want to get into that relatively quickly. For those of you who are new to the show, um, this show is designed to help you and I, we the people, to protect and defend our freedom, liberty, and prosperity and our Constitution and the American way of life. So what do I mean by that? I mean that not only are we going to you know, encapsulate the important news of the week and, and give it to you and give you some opinion about that news, but we are also going to take action to affect that, to make changes, to do things that help protect and defend our freedom and liberty and prosperity. And as you all know, you know, we are under attack as a, uh, as a nation like never before. You can see the, the flag in the background. We have our U.S. flag flying upside down. That is not a sign of disrespect. That is a, a, a very, um, you know, historic symbol that says our nation is in distress and our nation is in distress. And boy, you're going to hear that in this show. Uh, so, you know, I ask you to hang your flag upside down. Before we uh, get into the show, I, I want to uh, start something that, uh, you know, I just think well, is, is important. And that is, I want to have a moment of silence for the political prisoners, as I best I understand, the 55 people that are being illegally held in D.C. jails by the Biden administration, purely and simply as political prisoners. I'd like to take just a moment for you and I to say a prayer for them and to, uh, you know, to just pray that we can find a way to get them out and to bring to justice the people who are legally persecuting them. So let's just take a moment here that's for a moment of silence for the political prisoners in the D.C. jail. Thank you. I appreciate you participating in that. Never forget them because any one of us could be in their place. That's just a fact. And uh, you'll see that, <laughs> how they're trying to put us all in their place uh, during the show. Uh, I want to bring your attention to uh, an article that I posted at the We the People convention uh, called, Weren't We Always Extremists? And uh, this is a, an interesting article. Now, the woman who wrote it, uh, you know, is, is not one of us. She's a libertarian. Uh, I was told by one of our uh, members that she went on to uh, watch one of the podcasts by this Hannah Cox, and uh, and she expressed some things that were certainly not conservative. But her message in, in this article, which was written for the 4th of July, was, weren't we always extremists, <clears throat> is really important. And it's profound. And I like to share things with you that are profound, uh, because you know, I, I like you to, to just understand the grounding of our thoughts and principles. So I put this on the WeThePeopleConvention.org website. You can go read the whole article there. But I want to just quote part of it, okay? And I and I, the headline of the page on the We the People Convention is, be proud to be called an extremist because that's who Americans are. And in her article, she says, 
I always find it odd that America alone is criticized for injustices such as slavery, racism, inequality, and civil rights violations. It's as if the vast majority of people are truly under the impression these injustices only ever happened here. In truth, the entire of human history is marred by these evils, and in many places, you'll find much worse conditions to civil liberties to this day. And that's a fact. The U.S. is criticized more heavily for its failure to uphold human rights because it was the first to come along and allege that we had them. Therefore, its hypocrisy, when it fails to live up to the values it professes, makes those failures all the more glaring. And again, I'm not coming to defend the government. I merely want to point out that before the U.S., poverty, inequality, indentured servitude, slavery, racism, all of these evils and more were the status quo, and no one really expected anything differently. For thousands of years, read the book, The 5,000-Year Leap. That's the way it was for 5,000 years before our founding fathers had divine guidance to create the Constitution. When we said we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, the reality is that this principle had been self-evident to practically no one throughout thousands of years of history. When we said that all men are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, it got people's attention and suddenly others began to agree. When we said humans are entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it became a violation uh, to, to impede such things. But make no mistake, these notions were not mainstream when our founders threw them down, threw down the gauntlet with the Declaration of Independence. We were founded by a bunch of extremists who were willing to die for their sake of their radical views. And the preponderance of those views we now enjoy throughout large parts of the world belies just how fringe they once were. The founding of the U.S. turned the world upside down, not because we eradicated injustice with these words, but because by alleging them, we created a new standard by which governments and countries are now judged. Isn't that profound? I, I you know, I've you know, read the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, and when they said, you know, we hold these truths to be self-evident, they were self-evident to me. But guess what? They weren't self-evident to anyone. That's why America is the greatest country in the history of the world to this day. That's why it's wrong for the left and, and hypocritical for the left to criticize us for not immediately living up to those, those standards when no one could, no one was, but we have lived up to them over the duration of our history and we get no credit for it. Why? Because they're liars and they're dishonest and they just want to destroy us because they want to rule over us. But don't buy the lie that, you know, that we are the, we are the ones who are guilty of all these things and everyone else is innocent. It's the opposite. Everyone else is guilty and we are innocent. Go read that article. It's, it's, it's really interesting and share it with those who are less informed than you. I think it's really important. I thought it was a good way to start the show. All right. So now big, big news. All right. We've been, you know, running the Arizona audit in Maricopa County has been on our radar. This is really, really, really important. And why? Because if we don't prove the fraud, then we don't have the moral authority to go and, and 
change the laws to stop the fraud so people can actually vote and the real people who got voted in will be holding office instead of the frauds, right? So that's why it's important. So there was a Senate hearing in Maricopa County in, in, in Arizona, the Arizona Senate had a hearing where they disclosed some of the stuff that they found in the audit, but not the full thing. And because Maricopa County is still withholding like the passwords for the for the routers and and for the machines. So not all the information is there, but here's what they did put out and this is pretty blockbuster, okay? There's 108,000 ballots in a state where Biden supposedly won by 13,000 and basically there are thousands of duplicate ballots without serial numbers in ballot boxes. There's uh, there's ballots that show that were bleed-throughs, so I'm going to show you in a minute, that would cancel those ballots. 3,981 votes were registered uh, were registered vote in, in violation of an Arizona Supreme Court ruling issued prior to the election. 11,326 votes, these votes were not on the voter rolls on November, voters were not on the uh, voter rolls as of November 7th. Over 74,000 votes were mail-in ballots were received and counted that were never mailed out. Based on a system of forensics, there is no way the county can certify the election to be safe because they never had the passwords to the voting machines because Dominion kept them and the Board of Elections didn't check anything. Okay? Now, these are serious charges. And I mentioned that, you know, the Arizona ballot bleed through. Now, here's why this is important because remember, you know, during the election, People were calling in radio stations and afterwards saying they made me use a Sharpie pen that would bleed through. And I told them I don't want one. And it's all they would give me to mark my ballot. Well, they discovered these in this audit. They found these. And here's a picture of one of those. Okay. Now, what's important here is that on their website, and this was shown in this Senate hearing, that the Board of Elections had actually a statement in one of their flyers talking about how they use this special paper to prevent bleed-throughs. So guess what? The paper that these bleed-throughs are on isn't the official ballot. They were made by somebody not using the right paper. That's proof, people, of fraud. That's not theory. That's not conspiracy. That's the real deal. Okay. And so, you know, we, we are just on the edge now of really getting the, the actual evidence that we need. This is actual evidence. You want more actual evidence? In Fulton County, Georgia, we got actual evidence. The audit uncovers double scan ballots, mismarked tally sheets entirely for Biden. Okay. Now, what does this mean? Well, Basically, this, uh, you know, Voter GA is this group that's pushing the lawsuits to get, you know, uh, to audit these Fulton County, uh, you know, ballots. And, and basically, they, uh, they found that the ballots scanned were identically marked in their entirety. The issue with double ballot counting is that it circumstantially corroborates video recorded evidence that appears to show Fulton County election workers running stacks of ballots through tabulators over and over again. So I've got a clip from Tucker Carlson who went on TV on Wednesday with this as evidence. Now, that's an important statement I just made because Fox News has been under a lot of heat and their lawyers are very, very careful now because they, they're getting sued by Dominion and people like that. So for Tucker Carlson to put this on his show, this video clip, 
is telling us that they see this as real, actual evidence. Listen to this clip. The ballot image is stored up here on the top left. So this one over here is scanner 5162, that's scanner number three, fax number 235, image number 19. And that matches 234, image 59. So you have the same ballot counted twice in the images and counted in the audit. How that's possible, I don't know. How's that possible? I don't know. Every American should want to know because the answer gets to the heart of the integrity of our elections, otherwise known as our democracy. We're not talking about a couple of ballots here. We're talking about a lot of ballots, at least hundreds of ballots involved, enough potentially to affect the outcome of the election. So what's the explanation for this? Well, if you ask Fulton County, these discrepancies, the ones you just saw on the screen, were isolated incidents. Just a handful of bad ballots happens all the time. The county claims that any errors were caught in previous recounts. The problem is that neither one of those claims is true. Surveillance footage obtained by Voter GA appears to show large numbers of ballots being scanned multiple times. Pay attention in the tape we're showing you to the woman wearing yellow at the desk. According to Voter GA, she slides ballots into a scanning machine, removes the ballots, and then reinserts the same ballots. This happens multiple times. The question is, how many times were those ballots counted? Was each vote counted more than once? Fulton County won't answer that question. Now, one way to know the answer would be to check what are called audit tally sheets. Tellingly, for months after the presidential election, Fulton County failed to provide more than 100,000 of those tally sheets, including 50,000 of them for mail-in ballots. When Voter GA finally forced Fulton County to turn over the tally sheets, the conclusion was stunning. Here's what the audit found, quote, seven falsified audit tally sheets containing fabricated vote totals. For example, a batch containing 59 actual ballot images for Joe Biden and 42 for Donald Trump was reported as 100 for Biden and zero for Trump. The seven batches of ballot images with 554 votes for Joe Biden, 140 votes for Donald Trump, and 11 votes for Joe Jorgensen had tally sheets in the audit falsified to show 850 votes for Biden, zero votes for Trump, and zero votes for Jorgensen. Wait, did you just follow that? How is that not flat-out criminal fraud? We'd love to know because it certainly sounds like flat-out criminal fraud. We've obtained photographs showing what went on during the recount process for mail-in ballots in Fulton County. These pictures were taken by a whistleblower who participated in the recount. She said she noticed something odd as she did. None of the ballots that she saw had any creases on them. You can see the stacks of unfolded ballots on your screen now. That's strange because, of course, mail-in ballots need to be bent in order to be mailed in. These ballots clearly had never been inside an envelope. And then the whistleblower noticed something else. All of the ballots, the whistleblower tells us, have been filled out by a printer, not by hand. And many of them supported the exact same candidates, Democrats, including Joe Biden. Voter GA detected a series of other apparent irregularities in the recount. The group's audit found, for example, that, quote, over 200 Fulton County mail-in ballot images contained votes that were not included in the hand count audit results for the November election. Now, why is that? We don't know. Keep in mind, once again, the results in the state of Georgia were decided by fewer than 13,000 votes. It was a close race. Every vote mattered. 
Yeah, it's a close race and every vote mattered. And there's your proof. Folks, that's not conjecture. That's not conspiracy. There's physical proof right there. The tally sheets, the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the ballots brought to me run through multiple times. Those people are going to be put on trial. Okay. And that election was fraudulent. And they not only stole the presidency, they stole the Senate. Remember that they stole the Senate through that. Fulton County is the biggest county in Georgia. That's where the votes are, just like, you know, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and Pennsylvania and with Milwaukee and Wisconsin and, and all that. That's where Maricopa has got like 40% of all the ballots in Arizona. That's where the cheating took place. We're finding the proof. You can get all these stories on our website on this page, right on the front of our We the People Convention.org website. There's like some buttons that take you to key places. There's a button that says, you know, vo- you know voter fraud from all over the U.S., and so these stories, there's so many stories going on. There's stuff going on in Michigan. There's stuff going on in PA and Wisconsin. We put those stories up every day. So just go to WeThePeopleConvention.org and on the front page, click the button about voter fraud, okay? And you can get all these stories. Now, what does this mean? This means that it's time for us to start to implement our barn billboard program. I've been talking to you about it for several uh, shows now. I haven't made it public. Because, you know, we weren't ready. We didn't have the proof. Now, I'm not saying that we've got the proof, okay? I'm not saying, you know, that that this is the final thing. We need more evidence, okay? We need more evidence. But now I think it's time to roll this out. And I'm showing you images of what we did in Ohio in uh, 2020 to win Ohio for Trump by 8%. I've explained the barn billboard program to you in past shows. It's real simple. We want to take what we did in Ohio and do it nationally. We want to put these billboards up all over the United States in all 50 states. And I've already gotten some of you sending donations. We got a a very nice donation from a couple in California this week who said, I want to buy a billboard. I don't have a building, but I'll pay for someone to put it up. So basically what we're going to do is we want all of you to recruit people in your area who have a, a, a barn, a commercial building, a warehouse, a factory, anything that is near a high traffic road. And we, the people convention through your donations will have 20 by 40 foot or bigger or, you know, 12 by 36 or whatever giant signs printed. We will ship them to you and we ask you to put them up on your barn or your building and, and, you know, and show people that the audits prove that Trump won, Biden and Harris are illegitimate, and you will not steal our votes. We will fix the fraud and vote you out. So what I'm going to do this week, probably by Sunday, I'm going to have a button on the front page that says, join our barn billboard program or our Trump won barn billboard program. And when you click that, there's going to be a place where you can at least read about the program, share it with others, and make a donation, okay? As far as getting the billboards, uh, I'll also have a link there for how you can contact us about, you know, you want a billboard. But I think it's time to move forward because the proof is coming. Now, again, we don't have it locked down. We need some of these things to happen in court. But folks, that's not conspiracy. There's actual, here's two ballots that are exactly identical that were counted more than once. And here's the video of the person doing it. That's called cheating. That needs to stop. So we have to take the moral ground 
And we have to get the rest of America to understand that the election was fraudulent. It was stolen. And then we need Republicans to fix it. Even in Michigan, the House and the Senate are both controlled by Republicans. They need to fix it. And if they don't fix it, we need to vote them out in 2022. Okay? Big stories. Big stuff. Go to our, our WeThePeopleConvention.org website to keep up with the stories that are coming out literally every day. You should visit that once a day. Okay? Because we're keeping track of this for all of you. Now, another big story that came out this week. And again, I'm going to do a clip from Tucker Carlson. I don't want you to think the only person I watch is Tucker Carlson. I watch and listen to other people. But Tucker Carlson, folks, like it or not, since Rush Limbaugh has passed, is leading the fight. And he's taken big chances with his career by going out and punching the deep state right in the face. Just like you know, Schumer said to Trump, you know, the deep state's got six ways to get you. Well, they're after Tucker Carlson, but he's not backing down. So here was a story he did on the horrendous situation at the border. Watch this video. Border Patrol has apprehended close to a million foreign nationals coming into this country overland through Mexico. How many people is that? Well, it's more people than live in the entire cities of San Francisco or Denver or Seattle or Indianapolis or Boston or Charlotte. We could keep going. And that's all in just six months. That is enough people to change this country forever. Now, you may argue that's a good thing. America will benefit from this mass influx of new people from foreign countries. If so, we'd love to hear that argument in detail. No one so far has explained how that works. But what you can't argue is that opening the borders was legal or that anyone in this country voted for it. The current mass movement of foreign nationals into the United States was never approved by Congress. No one passed a law demanding it. The Biden administration just did it unilaterally without asking Americans what they thought of it. They probably already knew. Every poll we've ever seen shows clearly that voters of all backgrounds oppose open borders. That policy is highly unpopular. So the administration couldn't say out loud what they were doing. Instead, they operated in secrecy. They hid it. They're hiding it right now. So what exactly are they doing? Tonight, we have new information for you that answers that question, at least in part. This show has confirmed that the Biden administration has enlisted the U.S. military to move illegal immigrants secretly around our country. That is happening at Laughlin Air Force Base in Texas. We know it's happening there because a man called Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Burroughs sent his subordinates an email spelling it out very clearly. Quote, over the next few days, weeks or months, the note began, you may see passenger aircraft on our ramp transporting undocumented non-citizens. Please review the attached public affairs guidance on the issue. Burroughs' email then instructed uniformed military personnel to hide what was happening on the base from the country they're sworn to serve. Quote, do not take photographs and refrain from posting anything on social media. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what your political affiliation is, okay? And we're not, we don't do this podcast to make up lies and just to attack people with false information. We are about the truth. I don't ever lie to you. I don't ever lie to anyone and neither should you. Because the foundation of society is trust and truth, okay? So I may misspeak at times, but I'm never going to lie to you. But here's the bottom line. That is not an opinion, what Tucker Carlson said. That is a fact. 
The Biden administration is breaking our immigration laws and they're knowingly doing it. That is an impeachable offense. That is an impeachable offense. Not a call to Ukraine, right? This is an impeachable offense. And we got to stop it. A million people have come into our house in six months, into our country, illegally, with the permission and the aid and assistance of the U.S. military. This is outrageous. Why aren't Republicans and why aren't states stopping this? And it's important that you understand what he said in that in that piece. They're putting these people all over the country. And you know what he talked about later in that piece? He said, yeah, they're trying to, to change the political map. They're putting these people in places where they can get votes to take out Republicans. Obama did that. Biden's doing the same thing. This is, this is the communist plan. Destroy you from within. Okay. We, we must stop this. Where are the states getting injunctions to ban this, to have courts shut this down right now? This catch and release garbage. It's against the law, folks. We must stop the lawlessness. And then to add insult to injury, while this is going on, Biden lifts the sanctions against Venezuela. I mean, the socialist Nicolas Maduro's regime arrested a former top political opposition leader on Monday and surrounded the home of Venezuelan opposition chief Juan Guardo. Guardo, who spoke to journalists after the government agents left, confirmed that former opposition deputy Freddie Govera was forced to get out of his vehicle uh, on the highway in the country's capital and that the opposition does not know where he is. They kidnapped him. The raids were carried out just as the United States announced that it was lifting some of its sanctions on the Venezuelan regime. Senator Marco Rubio noted that the Biden administration had just lifted some sanctions at, at the very moment the Maduro regime was abducting one of its prominent members of the opposition. Okay? Now, why would you do that? That's aiding and, be- and abetting communists. Do you understand me? You are helping the communists. And while this is going on, the Cubans are protesting. They want freedom. And the Biden administration's DHS secretary came out unbelievably and did this on video. DHS secretary warns Cubans, if you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. So let me get this straight. We have always been open to people who are being politically prosecuted or persecuted, who are being with, uh, held as illegal prisoners, okay, or, or you know, political prisoners in, in countries that don't have justice. We're now not going to let the Cubans into America, but anybody and their brother can come across the southern border? Do you understand? We're being played. This is no joke. They're playing for all the marbles. We got to up our game. We need to put our National Guard when we ask you to call your governor and say, send police and National Guard to Texas and Arizona and New Mexico to stop the flood of immigrants. Because as Tucker Carlson just showed you, they're bringing them to your community. A very good friend of ours in the Liberty Movement called me yesterday to tell me that right after that Tucker Carlson piece aired, the next morning, he and his wife were out driving in Akron, Ohio, and they saw two white government vans 
that were not prisoners being transferred because there was no you know, uh, fencing inside the vehicle, but the people all looked like immigrants, and there was a guy wearing fatigues driving it. In Akron, Ohio, they're bringing them to your community. So your governor, your attorney general have a responsibility to defend your sovereignty, your state, not to mention all the damn drugs and stuff that are coming in through the border. The cartels own the border. There was a story this week that the cartels literally are on the Mexican side of the border. And if you are a person trying to cross the U.S., you can't do it unless you pay them or do their bidding by being sex trafficked or carrying their drugs for them. They're making billions of dollars on the Joe Biden plan. This has got to stop. So call your governor. I'm asking you, call your governor and say, watch this Tucker Carlson story, okay? And and understand, we are being invaded. If in six months, a million people come across, if the illegitimate Joe Biden, Joe Obama, can be in office for four years, that's like eight million people. We'll never be the same. And none of them speak English. They aren't, they have no job skills. We're going to pay for their education, their kids. We're going to pay for their medical. We're going to give them food stamps. We're going to pay for their housing. Why should you pay that burden? What right do they have? They have no right. What right does the Biden administration have? They have no right. It's illegal. All right. Act. Call this week. Demand it. Be outraged. Be angry. Fight. And take a short break. You're listening to the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. And my name is Tom Zawistowski. The We the People Convention News and Opinion Radio Program is paid for by donors like you. You can donate to the We the People Convention and support our cause by going to wethepeopleconvention.org or by sending your check in any amount to We the People Convention, P.O. Box 6211, Akron, Ohio, 44312. All right, and we're back for the second half of the show, and there's still more big, important news concerning your freedom, liberty, prosperity, okay? These illegal agreements are a direct threat to your personal prosperity because they're going to take your money and tax dollars to take care of them. Okay? These, this election fraud is a direct threat to your freedom and liberty. That's what this show is about. Well, that's what's this next thing is going to blow you away, but it's good for us. And here's what happened. The press secretary for Biden, Jen Psaki, admitted the Biden administration is censoring Americans. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook that spread disinformation, she said on Thursday. She admitted that the administration is identifying Facebook posts uh, that contain, quote, misinformation about coronavirus vaccines and is in regular touch with the masters of the universe. Saki specifically admitted that the administration is flagging problematic posts to Facebook. We are in regular touch with the social media platforms, and those engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, 
and also for members of our COVID-19 team, Saki told reporters, adding he, um, is a big issue. This is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. We've increased disinformation research and tracking within the Surgeon General's office. We are flagging problematic posts for Facebook that spread disinformation. This is illegal. And again, here's the video of her saying it. Listen. Uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with. Uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. So we're helping get trusted content out there. See, these are typical communists. They think they're doing good by ruling over you. See, because they're calling it misinformation. Who decides what's misinformation? In our country, we have a First Amendment. You have a right to your opinion. You know who decides what's misinformation and what's not? the general public by being exposed to all information. So the C's are the people who told you hydroxychloroquine didn't work. They called that misinformation. They said masks work. They called us saying they don't work misinformation. They're the people telling you that the vaccines work. And we're going to talk about that here next. Okay. They're calling that misinformation when we say they don't work as well as natural immunity. Right. Who gets to decide misinformation? I got news for you. Not the freaking government. We, the people, get to decide. And they are so clueless, they don't even know they're doing something wrong. This is totally illegal. Okay? And I'm going to talk about that. But here's, here's more evidence of what they're doing. Look at this article. White House to ask SMS carriers, text messaging carriers, to monitor vaccine misinformation in private text messages. The Biden administration and allied groups, including the Democratic National Committee, are planning to engage fact-checkers more aggressively and work with SMS short message service carriers. We're talking AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, all of them, you know, T-Mobile, to dispel information about vaccines sent over social media and text messages. According to a report today in Politico by White House correspondent Natasha Korek and Eugene Daniels, the initiative is part of the administration's attempt to get more people vaccinated for COVID after failing to reach its goal of having 70% of American adults receive at least one vaccine dose by July 4th. We are steadfastly committed to keeping politics out of the effort to get every American vaccinated so that we can save lives and help our economy further recover, White House spokesman Kevin Munzo said, according to Politico. When we see deliberate efforts to spread misinformation, we view that as an impeding impediment to the country's public health and will not shy away from calling it out. You can call it out, but you can't collude with tech companies to do what the Constitution forbids the government from doing, which is interfering with our freedom of speech. And you can't hide. You cannot hide. But let me show you this, folks. You think this is all theory? Here's what happened yesterday to you and the We the People Convention. Here is a text message that I tried to send to you yesterday, Friday, the 16th. Okay? And in this text message, I said, 
big news on the election fraud front with from Arizona and Georgia. See all the important voter fraud links in one place. Okay? You'll see on this graphic that I sent this to part of our text list, 34,354 people. The success rate was zero. And if you looked at the bottom, you'll see a zero that says how many people clicked on it. Okay? It says in the, in the corner is the message I got from our text carrier. Upon checking, your number was marked as spam and blocked by the carriers due to your high opt-out rate, and I suspect because of the mention of fraud of your in your campaign. They just did it to you yesterday. You opt in to get our text messages. Go to wethepeopleconvention.org. On the front page, you can give me your email and your phone number. The phone number is more important because only about 16% of our emails are getting through, but 40% of our text messages are getting through. But they stopped a message to you yesterday that was important to you. It was showing what was happening with the fraud in Arizona and Georgia, which I just went over, and the, the tech companies stopped it. They have no right to do that. They're doing it because the government is threatening them. Okay. And so this is why Donald Trump's lawsuit, right? Trump announces major class action lawsuit. You can find that story on the WeThePeopleConvention.org. is so important because guess what? Jen Psaki just gave Trump a win in court. The Supreme Court has ruled numerous times that the government cannot compel third parties to do for it what the Constitution forbids it to do. By having AT&T and T-Mobile block our text messages, they are breaking the law. By having Facebook, by them monitoring and saying, oh, that post that you posted about, hey, here's this doctor, Simone Gold, talking about how these vaccines are dangerous, right? They, they say, take that down. That's misinformation. No, no, that's socialists. That's communism. That's Stasi. These people are horrible. If you go to our website to this article about the Trump lawsuit, if you click on that, you can actually join the lawsuit. Okay? If you click on the link, there's a link right there that'll take you to this uh, form that says share your, um, share your story about big tech censorship. But you've got to have it documented. Okay? And we're still trying to talk with them about how we can join this suit in earnest. And we've had some conversations this week with um, you know the ACLJ and Judicial Watch about that as well. But they just gave us a win. Remember, last week, I quoted Clarence Thomas to you, where Clarence Thomas talked about how this is looking like a First Amendment case because we have ruled in the past that the government can't compel business or industry to do its bidding. There's no doubt now. Jen Psaki just gave, gave you all the evidence you need. They admitted, we're doing it. We're telling Facebook to take your post down. That's illegal, folks. We got them. Now we got to press it. Join the lawsuit and let's keep fighting. And so the, the other thing that we're fighting is this Biden door-to-door vaccine garbage, okay, which they, you know, we talked about last week. And Biden's door-to-door vaccine program kicked off uh, in North Carolina, Georgia, and Wisconsin counties this week. But South Carolina and, and Missouri rejected the program. We told you last week, if anyone knocks, first of all, put up a no trespassing sign on your property. 
prominently displayed. And then if anyone comes to your door, you don't tell them anything. You don't answer any questions. You don't confirm your name. You just tell them, this is private property. Unless you have a warrant, you must leave. And sheriffs around the country are saying, we will defend you. If you do that, we will make sure they leave you alone. They cannot compel you to answer their questions, and they sure as hell can't compel you to get a vaccine. Okay? Now, here's the other thing, though. They keep talking about misinformation. Yeah, well, misinformation. But they want you to get vaccines. Saki's did that press conference, and afterwards, Biden was stopped by the media to say, you know, what should you tell Facebook about this misinformation and why they should stop it? And Biden says, because they're killing people. Only the unvaccinated are dying from this. There's no evidence of that. And here's some evidence that shows you that this story out of Israel. Nearly 40% of new COVID cases were vaccinated compared to just 1% who had been infected previously. This is on our website, okay? And, and here's, let me give you the numbers. Coronavirus patients who recovered from the virus were far less likely to become infected during the latest wave of the pandemic than people who were vaccinated against COVID, according to numbers presented to the Israeli Health Ministry. Health Ministry data on the wave of COVID outbreaks which began in May show that Israelis with immunity from natural infection were far less likely to be, become infected again in comparison to Israelis who only had immunity via vaccination. More than 7,700 new cases of the virus have been detected during the most recent wave starting in May, but just 72 of those 7,700 of the confirmed cases were reported in people who were known to have been infected previously. That's less than 1%. Roughly 40% of new cases, or more than 3,000 patients, involved people who had been infected despite being vaccinated. So 3,000 of the 7,700 had been vaccinated and got COVID, but only 72 people who had had the virus themselves previously were infected. With a total of 835,792 Israelis known to have recovered from the virus, the 72 instances of the reinfection amounts to a fraction of a percent of the people. By contrast, Israelis who were vaccinated were 6.72 times more likely to get infected after the shot than after natural infection. Okay? That's the truth. They don't want to tell you the truth. Here's some more truth. Yankees and Red Sox baseball game was postponed after three New York pictures tested COVID positive and all were previously vaccinated. The vaccinations are failing, folks. They don't work, okay? At least not for everyone. The best thing is natural immunity. But why is Biden and why are these people talking about you know, doing Everyone should get vaccinated, even if you had it. Why are they doing that? Because it's all about the money. It's just that simple. Big Pharma wrote 10,000 checks, okay? They wrote 10,000 checks uh, in the 2020 elections and gave $25.9 million to state and federal candidates. Why? Big Pharma targets bipartisan lawmakers in influential positions who can affect decisions that affect the industry. Once elected, they are tempted with lucrative job promises after leaving office no, office known as the revolving door. Companies form political action committees to circumvent laws that prohibit corporations from donating directly to candidates. 
money can be legally shuffled to support their candidate's re-election. The industry has benefited from a public opinion reversal during the pandemic, moving from criticism over drug prices in early 2019. Remember that? Remember Trump was forcing them, big pharma, to lower prices, right? To becoming popular again in the vaccine effort, mostly because of politicians telling you that they're the good guys, right? Although the cost of drugs is not the center of media attention, Big Pharma has not lowered prices and continues to push for higher revenue. Record 306 million Big Pharma spent on lobbying last year paid off. Federal government awarded lucrative contracts to pharma and medical device manufacturers. Remember, we had a story a couple shows back that talked about Moderna or, or you know some of those people were getting 16 billion dollars almost all tax money. For example, one year long analysis by the Sunlight Foundation found that for every dollar spent influencing politicians, corporations received $760 from the government. This is a 76,000% return on their investment. The Sunlight Foundation examined 14 million records to reach this result According to the foundation, in 2019, the U.S. Uh, 2010, the U.S. Supreme Court suggested that political donors do not receive anything in return for their donations. We were born at night. It wasn't last night. These people are just criminals. And the politicians who do their bidding are criminals. Now, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine signed legislation that prevents public schools and colleges in the state from requiring people to get a vaccine that has not been fully approved by the Food and Drug Administration. And three other states have also done that. Okay, so he looks like he's a hero. The bill takes effects in 90 days and specifically targets the coronavirus vaccine, which was approved by the FDA in emergency use only. Okay, but here's the problem. DeWine's a fraud. He's phony. He got all kinds of money from the hospital association. He doesn't want this bill. You know what he did when he signed the bill? So he signs this bill, which was we were lucky to get in Ohio because our Republicans are Democrats, okay, for the vast majority of them. So what happened is we stuck this, this provision in that bill about military families so that he really couldn't veto it. And basically it says... And this is the truth. It's against the law to force anyone to take a vaccine that is not FDA approved. That's the law. Why that isn't being applied, I don't know. But this law basically reinforced that. So DeWine signs it. But while he signs it, he urges the FDA to approve all the vaccines. Because he wants to force you to take the vaccine. Why? See the previous story because of the money, because he's getting paid, okay? And that's why you hear Joe Biden urging the FDA to approve these. Well, here's, here's what I got some news for you clowns, okay? Biden, we're not stupid. There is a process to get a drug approved by the FDA. We know that because they routinely make it take 10 years for a, a drug to get approved that really needs to be approved. And Trump tried to get that fast-tracked, see? But there's a process. You can't just say, oh, we approve them. You need to do tests and have provable results to say it's safe. Oh, no. Biden's already, and, and DeWine's already saying, oh, forget the process. You know, we need this. So, you know, this drug that doesn't work, right? This this vaccine that doesn't protect you from the virus. Yeah, we need this. You know, uh, you know, we need to give everyone this drug so our big pharma buddies can get paid back and keep giving us money. 
That's what this is all about. So, you know, again, how do you fight that? Well, keep pushing for states to outlaw the vaccine mandates and vaccine passports, regardless of whether it's approved or not. It's your body. It's your right to decide. We are so corrupt, and we need to face up to that, and we need to fight the corruption. And here's a way it's going to be hard to fight the corruption, because this week, Biden was so happy to announce that they're sending stimulus checks worth up to $3,200 to families with children. Okay? Now you go, well, okay, that's a good idea. Well, why is it a good idea? Here's the story. This week, the parents of about 60 million American kids will receive their first monthly child tax credit payment. The new policy offers an opportunity for eligible parents and non-parents to get stimulus payments they missed. These individuals will be eligible for all three stimulus checks amounting to $3,200 in federal relief. My understanding is from children zero to age six, you get $300 every month from now to December. And if they're from seven to 18, I guess, maybe 16, they get $250, okay? This week, the parents of about 60 million kids will receive their first monthly checks under the Democrats' expansion of the program. But the new policy offers an opportunity for parents and non-parents to receive pandemic stimulus payments that were eligible, but they missed out on. These individuals would be eligible for all three stimulus checks. Basically, what they're saying is that it's a tax credit, but if you don't pay taxes, meaning you're poor and you have children, you didn't get to check. Okay, so why not just send a check to the people who don't file taxes and help them because they're the poorest? Why are we sending a check to everybody else? Okay. And the answer is because we're buying votes. That's what you're doing. They're buying votes. The world is going to heck. Inflation's out of control, right? We're letting people in through the borders to compete for your job. All those poor people they're so concerned about, they're all going to be hurt by the million illegal immigrants that they just let in to take their jobs. Okay? Understand that. Understand what's going on here. But this is important. It says, most parents eligible for the child tax credit will automatically receive their monthly payments via direct deposit or check in the mail. But non-tax filers must sign up for the payment through the new online portal specifically geared to enroll people generally outside the tax system. Those who haven't filed taxes for the last two years but are eligible for the tax credit and stimulus checks could receive a windfall if they sign up for the stimulus checks on a new online portal the government has created. Senior administration officials describe it as another way to encourage people to sign up for federal aid they're already eligible for. They're trying to put you on the welfare state. And boy, some of those people may have just slipped through the cracks. And boy, you know, we got to round them up. And then we got to control them with our money. The money that they're printing. We don't have this money. They're printing this. That's where inflation is coming from. Okay? So this, so what do you do if you get one of these checks? Well, give it to somebody who's going to fight for your liberty. Make a donation to PragerU or to Turning Point or Project Veritas or the NRA or a life group or the We the People Convention. Take the money and use it against them because they're trying to entrap you with this money. That's what they're trying to do. And it's, it just shows you they're going all in. And there's no, you're, there's not enough of your money that they won't spend. They'll spend your money, your kids' money, and your grandchildren's money to do this. Because all they want is power. 
Okay, a couple more shows, to, uh, stories to wrap up. This is uh, this is that General Miley, that uh, guy that you know we had all the coverage of a couple shows ago about his wokeness and how he wants CRT taught at the U.S. military academies and all that. Well, Tucker Carlson just ripped this guy uh, this week, and this story is why a top military official talked to confidence about the possibility of a coup in the aftermath of the 2020 election, according to a new book. General Mark Miley, picked by former President Donald Trump to be chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, said he felt he had to be on guard after President Joe Biden supposedly won the November contest, according to snippets from I Alone Can Fix It, a book authored by two Washington Post journalists and set to be released next week. Yeah, you can trust Washington Post journalists. They never lie. At one point, Molly called former National Security Advisor to ask if a coup was imminent, the book said, and he asked, what the F am I do dealing with? The authors, Carol Leonig and Philip Rucker, also wrote that Molly referred to Trump as a classic authoritarian leader with nothing to lose, as he compared the former president's actions to those of Nazi leader Adolf Hitler. This is the lead guy in the Department of Defense calling the president of the United States Adolf Hitler. He said, quote, they may try, but they're not going to effing succeed, Miley told his deputies per the book. You can't do this without the military. You can't do this without the CIA and FBI. We're the guys with the guns. And oh, yeah, and we're the guys who actually run the country because your vote doesn't count. That's what he's saying. The, this is a Reichstag moment, the general added, the gospel of the Fuhrer. You bet it was a Reichstag moment. Let's talk a little history general who said he reads history. He reads Mao and Marx. Yeah, you apparently didn't read about the Reichstag moment, which is when Hitler's people burned down the capital of Germany and then blamed it on the communists so they could go murder them and take full power. So guess what happened on January 6th, you moron, you clown, who said, I want to know what caused these people to storm the Capitol. You know what caused them to storm the Capitol? An illegitimate government, an election that was stolen right under your freaking nose, you stupid person. And guess what? It was a Reichstag moment. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, the left, started the insurrection, infiltrated the FBI, the DOJ, the NSA were the ones that started the riots, Okay to create the narrative that the Trump people, that you and I watching this broadcast, that we're the insurrectionists. That's the Reichstag moment, General. You bet it was a Reichstag moment, and you're the brown shirt, General Wiley. He went on the book further, a uh, book also featured an exchange between House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Miley, in which the top Democrat likened Trump to a maniac that could deploy nuclear warheads to stay in power. Remember that story that was leaked? Ma'am, he said, Miley said to Pelosi, I guarantee you these processes are very good. There's not going to be an accidental firing of nuclear weapons. Are you insane? Donald Trump's going to fire nuclear weapons. At who? These people are running our government. This guy's running our military. He's the head of the Pentagon. He's responsible for nuclear weapons. And he said these words. Ahead of Biden's inauguration, Miley referred to the potential disruptors of the events. You and I, this is what he said, the same people we fought in World War II, according to the book. Here's the deal, guys, Miley told his staff. These guys, 
You and me are Nazis. They're Boogaloo boys. They're Proud boys. These are the same people we fought in World War II. We're going to put a ring of steel around the cities and the, this city, and the Nazis aren't getting in. The generals quoted. This man needs to be court-martialed. This man needs to be fired immediately. He's grossly incompetent. He's obviously an ideological nut job who doesn't understand anything about history or this country. You talk about woke. He's not woke. He's certifiably insane. And I'm asking every one of you to call your congressman and your senators and your attorney general and your governor and demand that Wiley be fired. This clown needs to go. And the worst part is Donald Trump appointed him. Because John, he's, Trump said because John Mattis, uh, General Mattis, hated him, so he figured he might be good. And he intended he stabbed Trump in the back. That's the whole story, what happened with the Trump administration. That we appointed clowns like this. We appointed Christopher Wray, who is a complete conspiracy. He's, he's a, he is a coup d'etat orchestrator. Christopher Wray is a criminal, should go to prison for life, if not be hung by the neck until dead. He's a traitor. This guy is a traitor. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are traitors. Joe Biden Kamala Harris are traitors. They're all taking money from communist China. You think that's not true? You think that's not true? Yeah, here's another story for you. Open secret in DC press corps. The swamp is awash in Chinese money. Big bucks of the communist keep, uh, kind keep inhabitants of the swamp silent when it comes to Chinese many abuses, a longtime Washington journalist said. Before and now, after Donald Trump arrived in Washington, D.C., China was supremely confident in its ability to solve a problem in what was once known as the capital of the free world by throwing wads of cash at it, Washington Times correspondent Rowan Scarborough noted in a July 13th analysis. Washington insiders are well aware of the long list of politicians, think tanks, lobbyists, and media groups on the receiving end of Chinese cash. And why hasn't it been reported? Readers can connect the dots. Scarborough said a televised speech in November by D. John Jang, a professor and think tank director who advises the iron-fisted Politburo in China. D's boast of China's ability to control Washington from the inside. And we put this video on our website at wethepeopleconvention.org. Just search on China in the search box. He said in the video, I'm going to throw out something maybe a little bit explosive here, D said. It's just because we have people to top. We have old friends who are at the top of America's core inner circle of power and influence. We have our old friends, D added. There's nothing that dollars can't handle. If I can't do it with one stack of dollars, I'll do it with two. Can you say Hunter Biden? Can you say Joe Biden getting 10%? Can you see that, uh, that Peter Schweitzer came out this week? And, and, and he had a copy of the, of the hard drive from Hunter Biden's, and he has determined that Hunter Biden's signature is, that was signed for the laptop was Hunter Biden's signature. And by analyzing the emails, he said it is clear, the evidence in the emails is clear that Joe Biden personally got 10% of all the China money that went to Hunter Biden. Where's the FBI? Where's the DOJ? Where's God, Admiral or, or General Miley, right? Where are you guys? Where are you? You're with the Chi-Coms, you damn traitors. 
Scarborough went on to say that China America money nexus helps explains uh, why virtually no Democrat has criticized China for leaking an already deadly virus to the world and then repeatedly lying about it. It's not contagious to humans, Chinese officials assured us, even though they knew it was. Um, China's deep propaganda machine includes components right here in Washington, uh, who told the world the virus was imported, uh, who the world the virus was imported to one by the U.S. military, and they lied for the Beijing, uh, Beijing you know, communists. Democrats in Congress are not only unwilling to criticize China, but they also won't investigate Beijing's war crimes against humanity. That job has been left to an ad hoc Republican task force, which convened on Tuesday for the first time. Corporate oligarchs who gorge on that China money through all are all too happy to do the communist bidding in the swamp. Okay, we have a page that we owe, you can go to on our website that says could Democrats owned by communist Chinese. Everyone, everyone in the Democratic Party is on the takeaway, and most of the Republicans are, including Mitch McConnell. They are buying our country, and the and they're, the the people are turning us in. They're betraying us. The Benedict Arnolds are betraying us in our country. That's what we're fighting. And so I'm going to leave you with the least unlikely story that we could possibly have. And this is, I thought this was interesting because all of you have watched the show, you know, before we became really big nationally, you know that I put a lot of faith in, in AG Barr. I thought that Durham was going to prosecute the Comey criminals, right? The conspiracy criminals. And it never happened. Well, I was shocked to see that Devin Nunes came out this week. And this is what he said. Ranking member of the powerful House Intelligence Committee, Representative Devin Nunes, told the Sarah Carter Show podcast that he still expects Justice Department Special Counsel John Durham to release a damaging report on the FBI's debunked investigation into former President Donald Trump and Russia. He also expects it will lead to prison sentences for some former senior Obama officials. Nunes, want, Nunes is one of a few members of the Republican Party that still believes justice will be served. He laid out his reasons on the Sarah Carter Show and said he hasn't given up faith in Durham's investigation, despite the enormous speculation that Durham's investigation will fail to deliver justice. I put that in the category of the least likely thing that I can expect to happen. I think we've got a lot better chance of getting the U.S. Supreme Court to rule that the Biden administration and, the, and Facebook and Twitter and AT&T and you know, Verizon are violating the First Amendment by censoring us illegally and forcing them to stop, then I believe that John Durham's going to put anyone in prison. But hope stays alive. I love Devin Nunes. He's been a warrior. I hope he's right. I know you hope he's right. Let's see what happens, okay? All right, so that's the end of this podcast for today. I hope you found the stories interesting. We had some action items, right? We said... You know, let's call our, our governors about sending troops uh, you know, and, and police to the border. We must stop this illegal immigration. We must also get our governors and attorney generals to crack down on these people being dumped in your state. They should know where they are. They should know where they're going. They should, the attorney generals should be pressuring the Biden administration to tell us, where are they? They're flying these people. They got to have a manifest. They're driving in buses. Where are they? We have a right to know. Our governors and attorney generals need to get that out of them. Same with our congressmen and senators, right? 
We talked about calling your congressmen and senators about General Miley and, and, and demanding his resignation and investigating him and grilling him about these comments in this book. No one can be that impartial and lead our military. As he says in his own testimony, our military is made up of you people. Is he saying our military is made up of Nazis? That's what he's saying. Anybody who thinks that about our military should be court-martialed. That's just a fact, okay? Now, I promised you my action item for this week is I'm going to put a link on the front page of the Weedy People Convention about the barn billboard program. I'm asking you to be sure to send me, if you know of a building that we can put a barn uh, billboard sign on, send the information, your name, your address, the, the shipping address, the location that the billboard would go up, okay, and what size you need to info at wethepeopleconvention.org. Info at wethepeopleconvention.org, okay? And you can also send me comments, you know, tell me, you know, information. There's a lot of stuff like that. I told you that I put that article up at the beginning about, you know, how these truths were not held self-evident, okay? That's a great article, but I appreciated one of our members writing me and saying, hey, I listened to this woman's podcast and she's not with us. It's hard for me to do all that research. You help me when you send me things. Info at wethepeopleconvention.org. I'd really appreciate your help. We're in this together. No one can defend our country and restore it but you and I. Not Donald Trump, not your congressman, senator, not your governors. We the people must do this. Okay? And we do this by things like taking over your school boards. And I'm going to have some information about that this week. All right? And getting rid of the teachers' unions who are all and all out against you. Stopping CRT teaching in your business. Okay? And fighting back, filing lawsuits. We are totally engaged Americans. Tea Party, TEA, totally engaged Americans. That's what we are. We're engaged in our own freedom and liberty. We want government of the people, by the people, for the people. We don't want to be ruled over. Our Constitution gives us the right not to be ruled over. But you have to be able to stand up to the intimidation. You can't be afraid to be censored. Okay? I, I, I talked last week about that song, Am I the Only One? And the article written by John Rich, the interview with John Rich from the country music uh, group, where he said, our founding fathers signed a document that they knew they would be killed if we lost the war. And our people won't stand up because they get banned from social media? What are you even doing on Facebook and Twitter? Get the hell off. Go to MeWe, Parlor. Go to Rumble. Okay? Use text messages. Even if they try to censor you, keep fighting. But never back off. Never get intimidated. We, the people, must defend this or it will be gone. And there will be nobody to blame but us. So we have a plan. Our barn billboard program is a path, a real, legitimate plan to retake control of our nation and then purge these commies from our government and from our institutions. Okay? These other people talk about, oh, this and that. We have a real plan, a plan that you can execute. So go to wethepeopleconvention.org and look for the link on the front page that says 
you know, join the weed, the, the Trump One billboard program, Barn Billboard program. I'll have that up, I promise you, by Sunday the 19th. And then share it and support it and let's execute the plan and win like we did in Ohio, except nationally. Okay? It's all about winning, not about moral victories. I could care less. I want to defeat our enemies. I know you want to defeat our enemies. Keep acting. Don't get discouraged. Never give up. All right. Thanks again for listening and watching. We'll be back again next week. You're listening to the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. And my name is Tom Zawistowski.